Great. Well, I've got my Bible, so that's a good start. <laughs> um, yeah, as John said, today we're going to be talking about the armor of God. So I'm afraid I've got some good news for you and perhaps some news that you might not be too happy to hear, even though you've probably heard about it before. Uh, if you're like me, you might have ignored it a few times because it's a bit much. So let's get stuck in. We're going to go to Ephesians uh, chapter 6 and starting from verse 10-ish onwards. Um, apologies, I don't have a PowerPoint. I don't have any suits of armors in my cupboards. Um, so please just take whatever God is saying to you out of this. So... Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that, you can, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then with a belt of truth buckled round your waist, breastplate of righteousness in place, your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And in addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows coming right at you. <laughs> So we can read it all, but basically I'm going to start at the beginning. This is the, the good news and the bad news. Um, we live in a spiritual reality. Do we all know that? I think, well, hopefully, yep. We live in a spiritual reality. And because it's spiritual, it's primarily unseen. It doesn't, sometimes doesn't feel quite as real as our, as our chair, our breakfast, our screaming kids in the morning, and all the stuff that's happening. But it is far realer than these earthly things. And just because it is not seen with our human eyes does not mean it is not active. Does not mean it is not real. And it doesn't mean that you're not in it. This kind of spiritual reality is not an opt-in and an opt-out. We can't opt to get in it or out of it. It is. So that's kind of good and bad news. <laughs> and in it, there is warfare. Fierce warfare. We are walking around, la 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 la, doing our shopping and all the other things in fierce spiritual warfare. We're living in a spiritual reality. I keep saying this because I find sometimes we rationalize things a bit, but this is about the spirit, not about flesh and blood. So let's go to the passage. Uh, there are a few things in it <laughs> that really stuck out to me. It begins with, be strong in the Lord, in his mighty power. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. It begins by giving us the starting point. It's not about us. There is a reality, but it's in him and with him, with his strength and his power. Again, in this reality, put on the full 
armor of God so that you can stand. Again, the armor is something of God that allows you and helps you to be able to stand against a fierce enemy. We've heard about an enemy before, or here it's very specific, the devil schemes. <laughs> we've, we've heard about him before. Jesus talks about him when he's talking about himself being a shepherd and the sheep. He's like, there's a thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's the reality. But while we look at that reality, it's in his power, his strength, in his armor. And again, in verse 12, it continues, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not human. It's not seen with our human eyes. It's against rulers, authorities, powers of the dark world, spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms, the unseen. Now, I'm not going to focus too much on the different um, words used for authorities and powers and why it's so specific about that because we don't really need to focus about that. We just need to stick to the point. We're in warfare. There is a spiritual reality. It's not human. It's spiritual. It's not flesh and blood. It's often unseen. <laughs> just checking <laughs> that we're on the same page. And then it begins to tell us how we deal with the non-optional spiritual reality that we are living in. Stand firm, therefore. And if you read those first few verses, it says stand quite a lot. In verse 11, stand against the devil's schemes. Again, in verse 13 later, stand your ground. Again, in the same sentence, stand. And verse 14 begins with stand firm then. Stand. So when we are dealing with our spiritual reality, we're not lying down. We're not hiding under the cover. We're not in bed. It requires you to stand. And we are called to stand in God's power, in God's authority, in God's strength. So let's go through the suit of armor that we've probably all heard when we were in um, Sunday school, if we did Sunday school, which some of us didn't. <laughs> So you've got the belt of truth. Well, I'm quite practical, so I think, what does a belt do? Well, it keeps things on. It's really important. So I'm like, all right, belt of truth. But what do you mean truth? Well, when we're looking at this, if we're talking about his strength, his power, his glory, his kingdom, it's his truth. Not what I think I know. Not even what I'm pretty sure about. Not what I judge to be the truth and not the truth. It's the truth only according to God and what he says. And there was one who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So you're, if you're confused about what truth looks like, look to him. He is the way, the truth, and the life. What you suit yourself up with is not what you think you know or what we think we know. It is the way, the truth, and the life. It's God's truth and only God's truth. That keeps everything else in place. And then we talk about the breastplate of righteousness. <laughs> I forgot that one right. <laughs> and righteousness is one of those words that, eh, it's used a lot. We read it in the Bible. But I think in everyday language, I personally don't use it. I've heard it more in a 
negative way when it's like, oh, you're a bit self-righteous. Well, aren't they a bit self-righteous? So when I'm trying to read this, I'm like, for me, righteousness is right living. Again, I'm quite practical, so I want to just like suck the juice, the truth out of these juicy words that we just preach or hear and read about, but sometimes they don't quite make sense. Righteousness, right living, living right. That's the breastplate. And this one, I was a bit like, oh, because the breastplate protects this area. If you're in a war, and I've had no war training, I haven't, John, I promise. <laughs> I haven't been in an army, but if I'm an enemy and I'm trying to take someone out, I'm going to go for the kill spots. The, the get them right away and sort it out. This is one of them. This is probably another one. Maybe some people training can tell me, but I'm pretty sure this is one of them. Isn't it funny that one of the most vulnerable bits of us, our heart, our emotions, all this stuff, the breastplate that protects us, the piece of armor that protects us is right living? Ooh. Have you thought about that before? Right living. You can't just pick it up and slap it on. Right living. So every time we might stray away from right living, we're weakening the armor to our kill spot. Right living. And why am I focusing on this? Because I'm questioning myself. I'm like, oh, what do you mean about, you mean like those little white lies? All those gray areas that no one's quite sure about. Well, we already said it's the truth of God. And if you're not sure what that is, it's his truth in the gray. And the other thing about right living and those little <laughs> decisions that we sometimes think, we're like, ah, it's fine. I think back to Genesis. And I'm like, oh, one little bite caused chaos it turned everything upside down the consequences the cost to write that it wasn't something magnificent you didn't have to grab a knife and run at someone or do something that we consider big sins even though everything's in the same category one little bite is all it took. So when we're thinking about the breastplate of righteousness, right living, remember that just one little bite in our daily living can have far bigger consequences than we can ever think of. Why? Because sometimes we're using our earthly eyes. We're very much standing in our flesh and blood we're not standing in the spirit, in God's power, in God's word, in his spirit. We're not using what he's giving us. He gives us spiritual sight through his Holy Spirit. That's in the Bible. You can discern stuff that is unseen through his Holy Spirit. So if we're only looking at stuff like, eh, that's fine. Oh, we have no idea sometimes the stuff that is happening in the spiritual realm 
But one thing I do know is every time we take those little bites that seem very insignificant, we are weakening our breastplate. And we are exposing one of the most vulnerable areas to the enemy who's just waiting for it. Right living. Ah, sorry. <laughs> this one uh, hit me quite hard when I was going through this. Then we've got the feet of the gospel. Um, gospel of peace. So I think in different pictures, there's sandals and there's happy people running along and that kind of thing. But what I love is that feet are active. You use feet to stand, which if the word is saying stand, 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 I think God is trying to make us pay attention. He's repeating himself not once, four times. Stand. You need your feet for that, right? And your feet is what takes you places. Your feet is an active thing. You can dance, you can walk, you can run. This is what moves us. So we need to be ready with your feet, active with the gospel. Active with the gospel of Christ Jesus. Isn't that weird that that's part of an armor? What? That's part of the armor, God's armor. We have the shield of faith. Ah, thank you. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. So, not only is there spiritual reality, not only is there an enemy around, he's got some weapons. He's got some kit. They're not only little pointy arrows, they're flaming. I think this... I don't know, to me, I'm like, whoa, maybe I can deal with an arrow, but a flaming arrow, that sounds like it could hurt. And I often wondered at the description why it has to go that far, because it's fierce and it's serious. And those arrows are aimed at us because we're in the warfare. But in his strength, in his power, and in his armor, we're good, hopefully. <laughs> Now, there's something about a shield that I was like, oh, yeah, shield of faith, yeah. Oh, oh. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. It's not attached to me. I didn't belt it on. I didn't, like, strap it on. That means that you can have faith, and you can have your shield of faith, and it can be propped up against the plant or against the fridge or against the back door. And those flaming arrows are coming at you, Maybe your breastplate's a bit, eh. you've got it right there, but you have to use it. A shield is pretty much useless unless you use it. You need to pick it up, put it where it needs to be. Shield of faith, it is the same with faith. Great to have it, but it must be activated to take effect. You need to put your faith into action for it to be effective. Then we have the helmet of salvation. Oh, I was going to talk more about the flaming arrows. <laughs> because it's so visual, often I get lost. I'm a very visual person, so I can see choo, 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 wolf. There's like a whole movie scene right now with flaming arrows going here. People are like, Rah! 
Flaming arrows looks a bit different in the spiritual. <laughs> Unfortunately, they're not as obvious. Um, well, what do we know about what they can look like? If, again, if you go back to Genesis, you go back to that little bite. There's a slithery, deceptive deception, lies, twisting things, manipulating, sneaky, sneaky, evil. And if they get through, they oft, it's like poison. It can infect our hearts and our minds. It looks like hatred. It looks like resentment. It looks like bitterness. It looks like rage. It looks like unforgiveness. It looks like our hearts can turn to stone. And these ultimately, all these things result in death. So it might not be as cut cut and dry, easy to see as, but in the spiritual, these are what we're watching out for. These things is what we're watching out for. And I'm not going to talk about it now, but perhaps at some point, if you'd want to go with the Lord and say, Lord, have any of those arrows got me? Are planted deep and causing that rage, that bitterness, that unforgiveness, turning my heart hard to others and to you, Lord, because he's the one that can reveal it. And he's the one that can heal us. Now we've got the helmet of salvation. Guess what? What's this? Another kill spot, I think. What do we often most struggle with? Emotions and thoughts, often. We could just about manage our behavior, but the internal stuff, oh man. Oh my goodness, I'm, I'm, I'm a big feeler, thinker, so I'm like getting out of bed, wrestling like rah, in there. It's a battlefield. It really, really is. And for me to take the helmet of salvation, the truth, the truth that God did it all, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ is enough. The truth that I am his, no one can condemn me. No one anymore because I am his. I'm covered in his blood. It is done. And why does it cover this bit? Again, because Satan is the father of lies. Lies, deception, manipulation, intimidation, condemnation. He's trying to wiggle his way to influence this, to influence this. And ultimately, because the way we are made, when this and this gets influenced, our behavior gets influenced. Our actions start being aligned to what's going on in here, right? And our core beliefs, the things we believe really deep, deep inside, It's fierce warfare. That's why I said good news and bad news. <laughs> so we have the belt, the breastplate, the feet, 
or sandals in some translation. We have that shield that is meant to be picked up and used, not just for decoration. And we have the helmet, the truth that we are simply saved by the blood of Jesus. That's just who we are. That's how it is. And to add to this, we finally have something we can use. We think. <laughs> Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. Finally, an offensive weapon. Woo! Which is the word of God. Oh, it's not quite what I was hoping for. <laughs> it sounds a bit harder. Yes, that's right. It is the word of God. <laughs> so we should really read our Bibles a bit more. But beyond that, in Hebrews 4.12, it talks again about the word of God. And it says it is living. It is active. It is sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates dividing soul and spirit as in it discerns what is of spirit and what is not. It judges thoughts and attitudes of heart. It's not of flesh and blood. It's not our weapon. It's the word of God. Again, his word. That is the only thing we can use in offense. So I was like, hmm, okay. Gosh, that's quite a lot of defensive stuff, isn't it? Surely if I'm in there, I'll be like, right, load me up. Get me one of those bazookas. Get me one of these. And need more bulletproof. Ah, oh, radio. Go. Again, movie in my head. Apologies for that. That's why I love the Old Testament with all the battles. I'm like, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little disappointed because it's mainly defense and only one offense. That is really hard. What do you mean the breastplate of righteousness is right living? What do you mean the salvation of Jesus? I can't do anything with it. I just, it is. Great. But can I, ugh. But the ratio is what really got me. Five to one. In this spiritual reality, in how we are to stand, there's a ratio of five to one. I was like, hmm. So then... That brought about the question, well, what does that say about how we should live then? I'm, I'm a very like, yeah, let's go pray, let's go intercede. But then this ratio makes me go, hmm, what does this say about our priorities in how we should live and in how we should stand? Five to one. I'll leave that question for you. In short, it's not about flesh and blood. We live in a spiritual reality. Don't just rationalize and be like, oh yeah, that sounds about right. Allow the Holy Spirit to open our eyes, to have an awareness. You're made for it. We're made for it. It's unseen, so it can't be seen with your human eyes. The good news, it's all about his power, his strength, his armor, his truth, faith in him, his gospel, his, self, his salvation in him and in him alone. So I think with that, we could maybe manage, since it's not another thing 
that we have to try and do. It's not to do with flesh and blood. It's all in him. So, if you're sitting down, (laughs) I'm not talking about physically sitting down, get up. If you're in a corner, get up. Stand up. You don't have to do it alone, but stand up. Stand. Don't just take it. Stand. You can because it's in his power, in his authority. Stand. You have everything you need. And the last bit of that is basically pray a lot. It also says pray, pray, pray four times. So if you get nothing from this, stand, stand, stand and pray, pray, pray. And don't worry because it's all in God.